self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point Disturbing now. Really? Also known as Calamity Ring. How did you come to find it out? So, I straightened my hair, which is a very long process. And so, I play music and like dance around while I'm doing it. And I was like, oh, let me listen to some stuff I listened to in college. So, I just told Google to play Yin Yang Twins. That shit is disturbing. <laughs> Like the unedited version of the Whisper song. Hey, bitch, wait till you see my dick. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. You really didn't see that as a problem back then? Mm-mm. In college, I was on the dance floor with everybody else. They done me too with a whole bunch of Beep. women. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they have. It was, it, to listen to it now, I was a little ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was like, damn. And uh, it was another song. She got her hands up on her knees and then her bows on her thighs. That song, it's a lot of disturbing shit. Like, they are not women friendly. <laughs> That's what you get out of short bus Negroes. Basically. They don't have any understanding of social dynamics, social context. That's probably why their music is not thriving right now. It's like that it was a time for their music. Yeah. Now they would be getting a lot of shit for saying the stuff that they said. I listened to Phil Mob. Phil Mob wasn't as bad because I started listening to some of that. I forgot about that song, Georgia, with um, Ludacris. I used to love that song. Still love that song. So Phil Mont was not as disturbing. But when I said Yin Yang Twins, I was like, oh shit. Quickly you changed. You remember Phil Mont's first album? Mm-hmm. No. I don't know that I was listening at that point. I, I didn't listen to They Were Popular. So were they popular during that first album? They had a single out. I don't know what. What was the single, you know? Oh. Um, Rent 30 Days Late Gotta Be Gone by Sadie. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. If you broke, put your hands up. If you broke, put your hands up. Mm-mm. Okay. That, I felt like that was the peak of their popularity because their next albums didn't really blow like that. They had So What With Sierra, that single. They had the Georgia song. Because I, I feel like that played. I got guess played that was after that. That was definitely after the first album. Mm-hmm. They had, um, it was, a, they had another song. <sighs> I'm so sick throat. of being lonely. Oh, yeah. I guess the second album would have been the pick of the Mm-hmm. That's what I know them from. I don't really know that first album, apparently. But they were not. I was listening to that, and I was still dancing, and I was okay. But Yin Yang Twins, I had shut that shit down. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> was Juvenile back that ass up? Mm-hmm. That song was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Because was she had an option. She could just she walk did. away. Yes, she could have. He's just this is a suggestion he's making. Girl, who you playing with? Back, Back that ass, ass up. up. <laughs> but like if she don't, there's no indication that he would do anything Yeah. Problematic. It's not like um <laughs> It's not like mystical with uh I came in with my dick in my hand. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you walked in on ten. Jesus Christ. What are you doing? Relax. <laughs> my grandma is in here. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you 
came in here like this. What the fuck? Then he said, don't make me leave here with my foot in your ass. Like, Be cool. Exactly. Wait a minute. <laughs> Subsequently, Mr. Ghoul is in jail for rape. He's Twice he's been convicted of rape. So, uh... He yeah. turned himself in like he wasn't going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like this was all a misunderstanding, officer. I only came here with my dick in my hand. <laughs> I told her to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, yeah. I never liked the yin-yang twins. I don't like really vulgar music. It's just not my thing. In college, again, because this, if you, I don't know how many parties you went to, but. To the window, to the wall, we played at every party I went to. Salt shaker. I mean, to the sweat drip down my balls. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there is a problem if you were ever okay with that. I was never okay with it. I'm just telling you, I was never okay with that. It wasn't no, oh, it's inappropriate. Like, I never liked they shit. You're dancing to the sweat drips down your balls, right? I don't know. To the windows of mom, to the sweatshirt down my ball, to all these bitches crawl. It just is so bad. And what's the name? Okay. So what? What skeet skeet fit in just dancing in the club? Okay. So One, not- either this is not the club, or you are a creep. <laughs> you are a creep, skeeting, skeeting while you dancing, and she don't know because you a voyeur. You get off on just bumping and rubbing against somebody, and that's all you need. Yin Yang Twins are going to be with my kids when I'm telling them, like, I can't believe y'all listening to that. And they're going to be like, you was listening to Salt Shaker and talking about skeet, skeet, and sweat down balls. That's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, me listening to No Limit have ruined my opportunity to critique kids <laughs> that listen to messed up stuff. Yeah. Because I can't, I mean, I don't like how mumble rappers and, and um, what is it? Mm-hmm. I don't the like emo a- rappers. Not emo rappers. It's called something. It's it's like trap music, but it's a new version know. of trap music. Government name or no? Shout they, out to them guys. They'll tell. They'll correct me. Yes, they will. Um, I'm gonna eat all the rest of your pistachio. <laughs> okay. And um, what was I saying? That you can't critique because of no. Yeah, limit. because of no. Like I can't. <laughs> if you got music with guns and drugs and stuff in it, I really can't. Criticize. I guess I can criticize how much it's being glorified um, because I don't feel like they glorified it in uh, in the music. I just think that in No Limit, I just think that it was a. What was Ain't My Fault about? It ain't my fault. Did I do that? Probably rape. Mystical did the chorus of that. Oh. Mm. <laughs> or maybe it's everything. Maybe it's like Shaggy. <laughs> Maybe it's about lying to the police. I don't I remember. Didn't do it. I was nothing is my. I only remember the chorus. I can't remember any of the rest. We got way off on a tangent. You didn't even say who we are. Yeah, we've been talking about music because you started the conversation. We this has been a steady stream. <laughs> yes, of dialogue. <laughs> that being said, I'm Mister On Point. We are Conversation Con Artists back for a wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, 
You can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. Or you can hit us up on Instagram or the Twitters. Because <laughs> we got somebody that hit us up on the Instagram. Cinnamon. Cinnamon, Cinnamon. hit us up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And wanted our take on the ranking of the pieces of the fried chicken. Yes. We have the wing, we have the thigh, we have the drumstick, the leg, and we have the breast. So Kev on stage is uh, the video that she sent us, and he ranked it. He did wings, thighs, legs, breasts. Yes. Uh, I agree with wings being number one. Because his point was valid. There are whole places dedicated just to wings. <laughs> I think that's a gift and a curse. Why? Because only it's less than 50% of those people that do it right. <laughs> it's like it's diluted, basically. <laughs> I mean, because wings are by default just the popular thing to do. Mm-hmm. People do it however they want to. And quality control is not there. So... I can't really give that. But also, I do think, I'm not thinking of wings like drunk, like the 10-piece wings. I'm thinking of whole wings. Mm-mm-mm. I'm thinking of whole wings. If we talking whole wings, I don't like whole I don't wings. think we can count, I don't think we can count like, like split whole wings in this dialogue. I don't like them when they're whole and they're not split out already. Then that, I think that's what, we, I thought, I think we're talking about the four main pieces of the chicken. Okay, I don't like split wings. Split wings would probably be at my bottom. I hate them. I just don't like. I don't like. They are the same as a goddamn wing that's torn apart. It's the same. Mm -mm. Why? What? Because so when you get flats and you get the little um, what is it? The The drum. The drum. Drum it. The flats don't have when you have wings and you just break them. The the flat part has that little the leg <laughs> the leg is like kicked out or the little point you know what I'm talking about I don't yeah. like that <laughs> I just I don't know I don't like that I like them already so it apart. sounds like the, the whole wing is your leaves yes don't make no fucking sense you just got some reason that you don't know inherently why you just know it's a problem when you see I it. don't like the little um wing. That's kicked. I don't. Uh, and I, I, you know what I'm talking about because you can see me making these stupid gestures, but <laughs> they can't see me. But y'all know what I mean. Like when you have whole wings, part of it, the part that's the skinniest, is like kicked out. <laughs> I don't like that. I just, I don't like it. You talking I about like, the end of their wing? Yeah. The little, what that has the point that's always like this. <laughs> I don't like, mm-mm. I like for them to already be cut and, 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 Tidy. Okay. I like tidy wings. <laughs> then this ranking is based on those four pieces. Give me your ranking. Okay, so based off it, of, nobody's gonna probably agree with me on this. I really like drumsticks. I like the legs. Like I like, I like. I've always, and it may be because I've always like eaten. I like being able to eat smaller. Like a breast, a thigh. That's a lot of dedication, right? I can get me a couple of, of, of drumsticks, and then if I want another one, I can get one. Like, it's not going to – I'm not – I'm not 
dedicated to like eating the whole thing i can i can just kind of get what i want so my favorite my number one if we talking whole wings would be the drumstick okay i'm not really um let's see then probably thigh thigh and no breast thigh breast drums the uh wings and then the thigh so give your four again drumstick breast uh wing thigh okay mine is unorthodox but it's for a very very specific reason oh jesus my favorite piece of the chicken is the thigh wow that's just my favorite piece the reason is because that top layer of skin that you can only get exclusively from the thigh. Mm-hmm. When it's fried right, is the best part of any piece of chicken that that I can have in my life. That's my I life. I see that. When that and, and and it's easy to get that consistently with a thigh. It got it just got a piece of skin that's laid over the top <laughs> and it's big. You just peel it right off and you got a big crispy delicious piece of fried chicken skin. Yes. That's because what's important to me. In fried chicken is the texture. If you take all the skin off the chicken, to me, you ain't got nothing but baked chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the exclusivity of fried chicken is the skin and how you do. So if you do it right, it's the best thing ever. Now, the reason wings are not number one is because, like I said before, even though a whole bunch of people love wings, because there's a lot of places that do whole wings themselves too. Or, or whole wings with the regular wings. It's just quality control is there. It's like, and not only that, but wings have gone up dramatically in price. Like, it's so many foods that increase in price dramatically just because of the level of popularity that it has when it ain't even worth that much. You could buy a whole thing full of thighs from Sam's Club for $6 or less. Mm-hmm. The same wings with less meat is going to be about $13, $14. You know, it's just what the market calls for. Um, but wings is a second. When wings are fried, the best is just fantastic. And I like that little I like that little end piece because I take the end piece off and I bite the skin off the uh, edge of that. Because when it's fried right, it's fried right. Then we go to breasts. And the only reason breasts is not last is because if you cook breast right, you can get the skin off the top of the breast too. <laughs> it's just hard to cook breast right. And a lot of people don't prep the skin on their breast right so the skin cooked to that top piece of the breast, mm-hmm. chicken. And so you can't always get that. You always get it with the thigh. And then drumstick. And I hate drumsticks. Why? I hate drumsticks because they got that little part in it, that little rubbery like that bainy yeah thing. they got that one like little part in it yeah. and i hate it i just hate that little part i just don't like it period just, but you can you don't have to fuck with that little now part. don't get me wrong i want everybody to know that i love all these people all these pieces at a 90 percent or above rate <laughs> so we just talking about the range between 90 and 100 <laughs> don't get me wrong i'm a fried chicken chicken deliciousness advocate but if i have to rank those things then drumsticks is last Thighs is first because I'm here for the skin. Sauce for wings. What's your favorite sauce? We were the Buffalo Wild Wings. We talked about this before for my birthday and the protesters came. But um, 
we had a <laughs> the whole plate was covered <laughs> in wings because everybody ordered like multiple kinds what's your mine is lemon pepper i mean that's just my go-to i'm gonna get lemon pepper i like lemon pepper better than traditional like buffalo i i if i'm gonna get it it's gonna more than likely be lemon pepper because i just like lemon pepper i like lemon pepper too i, I like lemon pepper that's my favorite but not buffalo wild wings lemon pepper i, I like, like buffalo um wild wings lemon pepper. have you had from bomb Howers? i have i like theirs better i like hooters the best I don't know that I've ever had Hooters. I like Hooters lemon pepper is so good. But one of the main reasons is because I only go to Hooters for all you can eat wings and it's <laughs> always fresh. They they cuz they cooking so many wings, it's mm-hmm. always fresh. That's why I like going there for my wings. I have to try. Really I haven't had Hooters. They need to be naked. Don't get breaded lemon pepper wings. Oh yeah. That breaded shit is I don't like it. <laughs> but I mean like Chicken wings is in a whole nother class of chicken to me. Just because you already can't get the skin off of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it is very convenient and the 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 uh, when it's cooked right, it's it is delicious. It's like ten pieces of deliciousness. Instead of just like one or two. You get two wings or one mm-hmm. breast or one thigh. You know. That's what I like about that. Yeah. So because we've talked about music before we move out of the letter this was not a letter but so other than um no limit what is what are some what is some music that you think that your kids are gonna be like really <laughs> shit cash money yeah oh my god taking over for the nine nine in the 2000 <laughs> all the cash money yeah well maybe not silk silk was so whack silk the shocker was that There's no that no was limit. no limit my man of course Shook the shock was horrible he just came out with an album in 2018 who was asking Shook for this no but who wanted it oh somebody <laughs> he wasn't even good when they were popular he was people the worst that's different than being good but people liked him i guess like honestly the only thing i remember about silk is not even his song it was when he did that song with maya I'm moving on. When they were in high school in the video, only thing I remember from Silk the Shop. I don't even remember any of his like his songs. Knew nothing about it. They weren't great. No. Um. He was the No Limit Soldier. They let be a No Limit Soldier. You know, like he didn't earn his way. That's just Master P, brother. <laughs> Him and C Murder. The way he was, he just talked. Really don't like Master P. I really never liked Master P. Yeah. Like shit, like make her say, uh, like I feel like them kind of songs, like my kids are gonna be like, the fuck does that even mean? Cause I don't know. <laughs> make her say, mm, nah, 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 nah. No idea. It's about making them say whatever you want them to say. I guess. If you at a concert and everybody jumping up and down, oh, they yeah. throwing their hands up, <laughs> if you can make them say whatever. I feel like a, of the artists you love say cheese and grits, cheese and grits. <laughs> People might look around at each other, but they they gonna cheese jump and up and grits. start saying cheese, cheese and grits, and grits. too. Yeah. Like if you can make them say un and nine and nine, they love you because that shit is stupid. It is stupid. Why would you say it? It makes no sense. It don't. And not only did we listen to these artists, but supported them when they tried to become actors. What was the No Limit movie? With all of them in it. I'm about it, maybe. I'm about it. Or um There was another one? 
I'm about it is what I was thinking about. I'm finna come out. Um, <laughs> boy, it's on the tip of my damn tongue. It's two. Um, it, the Sons of Funk was on the. Um, All the one I remember is I'm about it, which was I'm about it and um, terrible. It's fucking terrible. I can't remember. I feel like I'll be cheating my brain if I look it up online. <laughs> I think of it. But yeah, so like even when I mean, they the reality is they made enough money to really do what they wanted to do. They and did. They wanted to make movies, and I don't think they cared if anybody watched it or not. But people watched it. Like fans watched it. It was never gonna get like a uh, uh, an Oscar, but <laughs> it was a popular was it, I movie. I got the hookup. I got the hookup. Yeah. 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 A. J. Johnson was in that. I got the hookup too. Finna come out. I think. Who is asking for these things? Mm. Who cares at this point? I got the hookup as another song that didn't make. Because it's not, I, I got I got the hookup, holler if you need me, what makes sense to me. Because if I have the hookup, you holler at me, I can get you the hookup. But I got the hookup, holler if you feel me, don't make no sense. It's hear me. Hear me? Holler if you hear me. That still isn't. If you hear me, if I hear you saying you got the hookup, I feel like if it was, if you need me, it would have made more sense. I don't know. We trying to make sense out of rap. <laughs> like, not just rap, but those rappers, that <laughs> class of rappers. But the fact that it They just said shit to say it, like Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> I never did things just to do them. <laughs> they did, they did. I mean... It's just so funny. Like again, whenever I'm, <clears throat> whenever I do my hair, you know, straightening my hair is a lot more tedious and it takes way more time. But I, every week when I do my hair, I'm, I play music, and normally, I will try to think of like the most obscure thing or like somebody that I haven't heard in forever or from like college or before college, and which is how I came with the. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, twins. I could, I'll be in here like twerking and. They, I was disturbed. Uh, <laughs> just like, cause I used again. I used to dance to the whisper song. But in my defense, a lot of times when the whisper song was played, it was the edited version where it was, "Wait do you see my ow?" <laughs> Instead of, hey, "Hey bitch, wait do you see my dick?" It's just in the way how hard he said it. It's a whisper, but he's like, "Hey bitch." <laughs> Have you you see? It reminds me of that Rick and Morty episode where the um. That look, the guy that looked like um, Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. in his dreams, and he he kept saying, "What up, bitch? Yeah. How you doing, bitch?" <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the way they say "bitch" in that song reminded me of him, which is not a good thing. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> he he said, what bitch if we can run and hide? It ain't like he would tell us. <laughs> oh my God, he. And his family, then his family, he had like a wife and a kid. Yeah. And they used bitch too, didn't they? It's all right, bitch. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I love. He came home and went off on her. He did. Did he come off and go off? I thought he was just talking about how hard of a day he had. And she was like, don't worry about it, bitch. <laughs> no. No? Because he, he said, call her a bitch. And she was like, not in front of little scary Terry <laughs> or whatever the little boy name was. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's what happened. But yeah, so I would just encourage everybody to kind of, um, 
just listen to like songs you used to really fucking love in your youth and see if you feel the same way about it because now there are some i played maria maria um by santana that was completely fine i was still in there like maria Maria," dancing but like or like um oh what are they young blood young bloods I, i played them i had no problems with that um who else did i play Field Mob, Yin Yang Twins, Youngbloods. I didn't play any, um, no, I wasn't a huge No Limit, like, <laughs> Master P. Oh, Naughty by Nature. I played a lot of the uh, Naughty by Nature. First off, the best No Limit soldiers was Fiend, Mac, and Pre-Rate Mystical. <laughs> Okay, but you mean pre us pre knowing or us knowing? Cause I mm-hmm. I feel like this was going on this whole time, and we just of course rappers been me tooing people for so long. They just now know what it is. He said it in his music though. I came in with my dick in my hand. Don't make me put my foot in your ass. Be cool. For any of those <laughs> of you who are listening to this, don't that don't know quite what the music we're talking about is. It's a good thing. <laughs> You don't have. You don't need to know. You don't. It will teach you something about us and our culture that, <laughs> frankly, not sure if I'm concerned anybody knows. Uh, you don't need to go look up the Yin Yang Twins. No. You don't need to go look up uh, old No Limit music. You don't. No. Is Field Mob might be okay. I can't. I'm, I can't think of like a Field Mob had an extremely silly mm-hmm. but well put together first album. It was really silly. He had a he had a whole song. Well, both of them had a song. It's Smoke and Boondocks. One of they both had their own individual song, and one of them did a song where he was just going through BET pop culture, was running <laughs> from the cops. Um, man, that was a good album. That was a good album. I listen to it every now. And I then. still like Phil Mob. I don't have a problem with them. If you didn't listen to the first album, I need to. I, I don't, think you would like I'm the first album. Pretty sure I came late. It so was. Like, just, it was I the mean, it was. Album. It was just a clever album for the times. It was a really clever album for the times. Full of metaphors and relationship issues. Vulnerability in terms of rap rappers. I can't remember if this was his by himself. Because one of them did a solo album. And there's a song. And I can't remember if it was a Field Mob song or if it was one of his songs by himself. But uh, I hate you so much right now. Not the Khalees. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, I still like that song. Oh, he's talking about his baby mama in the song, though. Bubba Sparks, only because of the Yin Yang Twins, and they did that booty, 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 walking everywhere song. That song kind of rapey, too. I found you, Miss New Booty. Get it together and bring it back to me. It, uh, man. <laughs> they, they were inappropriate cats. They, they were. Um, uh, I liked Pastor Troy. Oh yeah, Pastor it's Troy's the first pastor. two or three albums were cool. He got like twenty at this point, but the first two or three. Why do was people cool. not like? Uh, is is that left right song him? Why do people no, not like? Who's that? That's not Pastor Troy. Who's that? I think that's this dude named uh, Drama. Drama. It is drama. Yeah. I'm so old. <laughs> Well, you know, they, they all was kind of beefing and angry at each other because they feel like they was taking each other's thing. He no limit, No Limit had the whole tank thing going on. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Troy came with the, let's go to war, we ready. So we he kind of took on to the, the soldier army 
mm-hmm. mantra. And then drama come out with some left, right, left, right. You know, so it was kind of <laughs> a thing that everybody was kind of doing at the time. Some people did it better than others. But a whole system like No Limit, they just had so many artists that catered to a lot of different musical tastes. Mm-hmm. And that was smart. But Master P was a crook. He took all them folks' yeah. money. Like they had such horrible deals that all of them are broke and have no career. And Master P out here filing for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still rich. It's yeah. one of those tactical filing for mm-hmm. bankruptcies, like strategic, not really like I'm broke, but more like I don't want none of the money or the things I've invested in coming out of my uh, my pockets. It's horrible. I also listened to DMX while I was doing my hair. I just tried to switch it up. <laughs> yeah. I still like DMX, but it's crazy ass. I would be terrified if he was like, I can't imagine him being uh, somebody's dad and that being an active father with that voice. Can you imagine him yelling at you about some shit? Oh my God. I'd piss on Barking myself. Barking like a damn dog. <laughs> I don't even feel like doing it. I would. <laughs> Don't feel like I feel like it'll take a lot of my throat energy. It might, it might. Um, but yeah, I I listen to I just listen to like stuff that I used to listen to, and it's just surprising to me sometimes that it's like you, you change and you grow, and so sometimes I'll listen to something to be like, God damn, this is terrible. <laughs> Jesus, I was in a dark club somewhere dancing to this shit. Like, <laughs> oh my god. The, the idiocy of youth is is crazy, um. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to go off the rails for a little minute and talk about a dream Ooh. that I had. Okay, I don't talk about my dreams very much because they're crazy all the time. Uh, crazy to you, exciting to me. I like my dreams. They would be crazy to anybody else but I, you. I like my dreams. <laughs> I like my dreams, but I have sleeping conditions. Mm-hmm. I have narcolepsy. Um. And I have apneas enough that keep me awake or keep me pretty much in my third phase of sleep. The first two phases of sleep are pretty quick. Then you get into REM sleep. The thing about my narcolepsy is that when I go to sleep, I go right into REM sleep. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I'm really, really sleepy, I could be talking to you but having a dream in between me and you having a conversation mm-hmm. it's really weird because i can like see images from my dream mm-hmm. but i'm not asleep it's That's it's really really sounds weird. weird but i uh i think a part of when i go to sleep at nighttime i do go straight in the realm sleep but i have a bunch of recurring dreams maybe mm-hmm. 20 30 40 the number keep piling up because i keep having dreams that i didn't have before mm-hmm. and i have this dream that has all the superheroes in it all the superheroes, any any superhero that you could ever imagine, they all in it. We go to this bunker, and I'm a part of a young superhero class that's in training. Okay, it's been that way the whole time. I we've never been able to be like full fledged superheroes. Uh, every now and then we do this like training simulation in my dream mm-hmm. where we fight enemies that they fight, but it's just a simulation. What's their superpower? I don't even know. Okay, I know I can fly. I know I got super strength. I don't know what else. Okay. Um, but I haven't had that dream in a long time. So the next time I have that dream, I'm going to type up what my powers and stuff was. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a universal consistent variable in every one of these dreams every time I've had it. The Joker is the bad guy. The Joker is the bad guy. He's just the most twisted, demented villain that is not even interested in killing the main catalyst. He's mm-hmm. just not. 
So that version of Joker has always been on. He's never been there to kill anybody. He just fuck everybody day up consistently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in this dream, Thanos was introduced into my dream this time. As a bad guy? Yes. Okay. As a bad guy. But this is the thing about my dream this time. But but that means, so I don't know what this means about the future of this dream. Usually when something changes in my dreams, it stays that way mm-hmm. until something changes it. So that means that Thanos should be in the rest of them now. Mm-hmm. When something new is introduced that's uh, that can be a consistent variable, it stays that way. But another thing is like people... Like, people that I know, they update in my dreams, too. Mm-hmm. So, people from 10 years ago that was in my life used to be in these dreams, too. Mm-hmm. But people of today in my life, they in these dreams now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man, because what happened in this dream is that Thanos and the Joker teamed up and somehow figured out how to open a portal to different dimensions. Okay. And they had done this to the point that they collaborated with all of the different jokers and different thanoses from all the different dimensions and they knew what kind of dimension they got sent in that we got sent in that we would get sent in they would send us to a specific dimension that had some shit that we wouldn't know how to deal with mm-hmm. and this is where it starts to get crazy where you be like it's crazy so we got sent to a dimension where the thanos and joker in that dimension were flowers they were like flowers like if a flower could walk around like if you know a disney movie like the flowers on cuphead yeah okay yeah like the flowers on like everybody in that universe was fly they henchmen everybody was flowers in the in that whole universe <laughs> except us but they was expecting us they was expecting us because thanos and joker from my dimension communicated with them that we finna send some people over there to y'all fuck they day up and they proceeded to fuck our day up it was a really interesting. I, I, look, it's no secret that I like like parallel dimension stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like stuff like that. It's just really stupid how my brain creates different parallel universes, and Thanos, I really think it got something to do with Rick and Morty. Thanos yeah. and the Joker would never work together. Though. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Thanos would never. It just realistically, they would never. That's funny. Yeah, Joker is chaotic. Yes, Thanos is. Organized and well planned. He has a goal and agenda. Mm-hmm. Joker's only goal is to fuck with Batman, basically. So yeah, no, they wouldn't work. But in my dream, they they did. That shit was interesting. I'm interested to see what that happened next time. But it may be another year before I had that dream again. It's been a long time since I had that dream. It's been like almost two years since I had that dream. That is so weird. I don't ever. I dream very rarely, and when I do, I can never remember it. Like I remember pieces. Like, I've been having this uh, recent dream. It's something similar to The Mist. Have you seen that movie, The Mist, where all those creatures? So, The Mist is a movie where, like, this big, thick fog mist rolls in. And these people are in a grocery store because it's just a regular day. But they realize that it's a bunch of fucking big-ass, like, terrifying monsters in this mist. And so... The monsters are trying to get inside the grocery store. They are like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on because this is it, this is a in a world where this shit shouldn't exist, and so nobody was expecting this shit. So in the dream, it was kind of similar. My bro- and I think because my brother was just here, my younger brother was in the dream, and we were trying to figure out what the fuck <laughs> to do. But I don't remember much about it other than that. Um, 
Because I never remember my dreams. Like, most of the time, I don't know I had a dream, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Every now and then, I will come away with, like, little snippets of it. So, that's how I know it was, like, a mist-type situation. But I don't know what caused it, and I don't know if we died. Because I've died in dreams before. But I don't know if it's me dying or if I'm just waking up and that's the way my brain closes it out. I don't know. But anyhow. Well, I'm going to throw out there, if you dream, what do you dream about? If you don't dream, um, have you ever remembered any of your dreams? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in like other people's dream experience. I mean, not if you have night terrors and shit. You ain't got to read yeah, that verbally. Jesus. Just, you, can, you can, we'll skip that part. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to answer that or about listening to music that you used to love and how it's changed or anything that you would like to ask us or comment about, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, conversationconartist, or you can tag us individually on Instagram, Twitter. Those are the only two I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> so one of those two. So I guess we could just go ahead and, and jump into what is may or may not be the offensive part of the show. <laughs> Let's do it. We're going to try really hard for it to not be offensive. <laughs> Whether or not we succeed, I don't know. So how did I come across this? It's going around now, but I think I was in that website I'm on. Um, that talks about YouTubers but anyway there is a video going around of a incident that happened at a GameStop now I don't know how all this started where at the point that the video picks up there is a customer who is very irate now this customer is very broad shouldered uh, at least six foot plus tall has you know longish like chin length blonde hair um wearing a pink shirt jeans pink shoes and with a pink purse now and makeup on but this person identifies as a woman still very much physically presents as a man so apparently she was checking out and the cashier referred to her as sir and she flipped all the way out. <laughs> uh, the problem though is that <laughs> I don't think that the cashier did this maliciously. I really think that because this person still very much presents male, the voice, okay, If if she is taking hormones, she's in the very beginning stages because nothing has softened. Hormones, when people start taking hormones, it'll soften your face out. Like, women, estrogen is the reason why we're all rounded. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we have a lot more layers of fat. We're a lot more cushiony naturally. Estrogen does that for people once they start taking hormones. But prior to, y'all are a lot more solid. Than women are. And so I really think that this clerk looked and saw what presented more as a man physically and accidentally said, sir, when I tell you she went off and was like, motherfucker, 
I, take it outside and I'll show you a sir. And like was kicking TVs and shit in the GameStop. And <laughs> there was a, a another lady like off camera who was like asking her to stop cursing. And that lady said, sir. And again, the person got upset. <laughs> and so I only bring this up to say, is it a, are we allowed to make honest mistakes? I know that people within the transgender community want, you know, fight for the ability to, to be seen as they seen themselves or to be treated as they see themselves, as who they, they see themselves to be. But realistically, it is not going to be a smooth transition. Like, because you feel so strongly about that and because of what you have going on inwardly, you expect other people to feel as strongly as that. And they, they're they not because they're not going through the dysphoria that you are. And so for somebody, if you still very much present masculinely, our nature and, and what society has been for the, you know, hundreds of years is to say sir not maliciously necessarily like are we allowed to make mistakes let me give a disclaimer <laughs> okay no matter how something comes out of my mouth if i misspeak or say something that is potentially offensive i am an ally uh of the lgbt any Cuba, other acronym yeah. behind that communities <laughs> Okay, um, and I was gonna say some stuff that's more silly, but I don't, I don't want to, cause my my argument was about Dave Chappelle, and if comedians can say things, mm -hmm. was that the good comedians know how to move that scale back mm -hmm. and forth. I'm not gonna claim to know how to do that well enough to think I can <laughs> say something offensive and be able to get away with it. Yeah, probably not. Um, but. I do want to talk about outliers. Um, if you know what the bell curve is, you know that there is a, in the middle of everything, there's a whole group of normal expected behavior, and then there's outliers on the outside of that. I, I like to believe that most trans people that we come into contact with, uh, not knowing uh, what they want their gender to be identified as, not being able to recognize what it is, because, I mean, he might have been somebody that would rather not be gendered. They mm -hmm. might have been somebody who want to know they. Or it could have been a man who just it likes to dress more fem. You know what I'm saying? Like it. There's so many different things that could have been because this could have just been somebody that likes to cross dress. And then you say if he had said ma'am instead of sir, then it's a problem because I'm obviously a man. Like <laughs> it's a lot of ways it could have been messed up. But I like to believe that. The, the the normalized group of, of trans individuals mm -hmm. understand that society's knowledge of their experience has not caught up with what their experience is. Mm -hmm. And that if we say the wrong thing, that they would let us know what the correct one is without anger. I and, prefer to be, you know. You know, yeah. I prefer to be call ma'am if you don't mind mm -hmm. uh, oh okay well yes ma'am and then move forward uh i th i like to believe that that is that will yeah. be the general response of the community i believe that that person now that's not to say that those people who continue to get called sir who want to be called ma'am 
don't aren't entitled to be able to be frustrated and oh, angry yeah. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not part, to this right here. A part of it, you do have to him. understand that th- that response was not going to help that cause. Um, and that video, the lady in that video was such a dickhead. Oh yeah, terrible. She was clearly just being as condescending as she could possibly be mm-hmm. about the situation. What, where's your, where's the number of the corporate? I'm going to call them and let them know that I've been misgendered. Like it was just a lot. And here's the problem with, with people like this lady. It's the same thing with, with any other marginalized group. We being black in America, I get about a lot of people judged by the outliers and the outliers become what all of us are. Okay. Same thing can happen with other within other communities. And so the problem with this person and this video going viral is that her behavior can be used to justify how some people feel about the trans community, about LGBTQI rights and all of those things, which is not fair. And it doesn't, it's not okay. That's not what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is that it's just those people that make it hard for like that bell curve the people in the middle that don't behave that way or that aren't as i mean that person was cussing their ass off just she was oh it was, she was doing a lot and the little clerk the little clerk had apologized and was you know saying ma'am but once again this clerk is frazzled this clerk is like probably is much smaller much shorter because again this lady still very much pre- presents very masculinely. And so in the midst of this interchange that they're having, he does again say, sir. But again, <laughs> I don't think it was on purpose. I think that you're, you're frazzled and this behavior is this aggressive behavior that will be attributed a lot of times to what men do. He accidentally said, sir, again. And that just sent her even further down into this spiral of rage and just so ridiculous and so unwarranted but it's just it's difficult you know i have had interactions with i've had inter and i don't know it's is stud uh offensive like masculine lesbian yeah is that an offensive term stud is not an offensive term i don't think it's offensive okay i've had interactions with studs who go out of their fucking way Tape down their breasts, wear very masculine, um, identifying clothes, cut their head down to like a low Caesar, nice little fade. Look from a distance or without looking very closely like a man and get mad as fuck if somebody says, sir, and it's like, is that, what do you want from me? <laughs> like, you and the nigga behind you look just alike. How was I to know? that you were one a woman and that you too would like to be uh addressed as such you look like the dude behind you what what dave Chappelle got a joke uh where he was talking to an asian man and was like uh i'm just paraphrasing he got to a point where saying implying that he's chinese and the man was like do i look chinese to you and Dave Chappelle looked around like, yes, yes, motherfucker, you look Chinese to the untrained eye. All you motherfuckers look the same. Like, and so it, it's one of those situations where, like, to the untrained eye, 
to the untrained individual, mm-hmm. to somebody that that is untrained in racial, you know, understanding racial differences, mm-hmm. to somebody who's untrained in the uh, LGBT community and all of the different ways. Like, yes, to the untrained, I you look like that, and I'm just that normal group within the bell curve or the group that understands that, and they respond accordingly. The outliers, they don't respond accordingly. The outliers. I always wanted to have a conversation with a stud to, I just want to, and this not even being funny. I just want to have a better understanding because again, I've seen, cause I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Cause I really want to understand of, of people sharing their experience. And it's like, they don't want to be men. They don't think that they're men. They don't identify as men, but <laughs> Everything that you do correlates into you physically presenting like a taping down your chest. How do, like one of the identifying physical characteristics of women historically, we have boobs. Y'all don't have boobs. Y'all are usually flat chested. When you tape those down, what's the goal i guess if it's not to detract from you being feminine and a woman what is the goal in taping down because they go like hardcore like like they take they take time to to take them especially depending on how large of a chest you have it's going to require more time for you to get them taped down good what is what is the goal i guess is what I would want to know. If it's not, because you're offended if people think that you're a guy, what's the goal or what, what what's the purpose? Maybe it? it's a means to an end. Maybe there are uh, lesbian women who are films who mm-hmm. would who draw more to lesbians that are more masculine, if only aesthetically. And maybe that's just their natural disposition to dress like that, and they just fully delve into the role. But you're right. It would be interesting to have a conversation to see. I mean, is that a personal thing? Is that something that you're trying to meet yourself, or is yeah. that an external thing that you're trying to cater to yeah. uh, the group that you want to attract? It's, yeah, I just like to understand, because it's always been something that I haven't understood. And especially when I'm coming in contact – with people who get identified as a man and get upset about it. And it's just kind of like, okay, but like I was sitting over here, like I have been in, I have been out in places and been pissed because I'll be like across the room and be like, Oh, he cute. He is cute. And then I get up on him and I'm like, this is a bitch. (laughs) This is a woman. Oh, that's the most disappointing shit ever. I get so upset. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's like, that's a lot to me on the outside. That's a lot of effort that you put in to to not want the the reaction that you get, I guess. So I would want to know, I suppose, what the purpose is so that I could just have a better understanding. And I'm still going to make mistakes because, again, the way that my brain works... I attribute certain characteristics to certain genders because that's just how society has molded me. 
And so physically, and I mean, I'd be afraid to say shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be afraid to use pronouns. <laughs> I just hate that. I just hate as it pertains to trans people that our society, not only has it not caught up, but it's so far behind that a lot of people regard calling a person that was born a man a woman as being a part of, I guess, some delusion that they have or something like Mm -hmm. that. Like it's not possible that a person can be having an internal experience where they don't fit the sex that they were assigned at birth. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just don't get it. And my thing is, because I think when it comes to brains and shit and people, anything can happen. happen. Anything can happen. Brain damage has done a lot. I just met somebody who, who had a brain injury that they can't see at nighttime now. Like, I don't know what kind of brain injury that is, but like, that's odd. It is. But, but, and I'm not trying to equate that to the brain because it's a lot of shit that mm-hmm. we have going on that is an indicator of some kind of brain or DNA or something internal that's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people can't understand that that might be an experience that somebody that can be having. And my thing is, I really don't care what Red or uh, Shogun Nicole Jackson from the government name or... Uh, Cliff, Rockman 3K3, or uh, this Elroy Ketchum. is how I ended up being called Popsicle Unicorn. This was the same I ain't going to be able to do no better than that, so I'm, <laughs> I'm skipping around there. I don't really care. I mean, Elroy switched from Leroy he did. to Elroy. Is I mean, that, uh, if was... you want me to call you something and it don't bother me, like, as long as you don't want me to, if you don't want me to call you Eddie be sucking meats, <laughs> Then I'll call you that. Like if it don't bother me none. <laughs> like call me Eddie B sucking meats. My name is Eddie, by the way. Uh, I mean, like, why would I do that? Oh, why would I come to you and say I be sucking meats? Like why would I use my <laughs> like that? That is again. That is not in my best interest. Okay, I wouldn't do that. But if it's anything Popsicle like unicorns. Yeah. If I mean, if you want me to call you that, I. If you adamant about me calling you that and you 100% serious about me calling you some shit, <laughs> I'm going to call you that. If you, I mean, it don't bother me. If if somebody is telling me that they're having this particular type of experience in the life that they're having. Yeah. And it has led them to feel compelled to let me know that I need to address them as something specific. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck not? Yeah. I mean... But I, I, that's the dilemma with people who can't do it because they have that idea that this can't possibly be a reality for somebody. Mm-hmm. This has to be something akin to a delusion, mm-hmm. you know, or or something of that nature. And why would I participate in something that's not real? When the reality is, I think I, I think it's real. I believe it's real. I've met, I've worked with too many mm-hmm. LGBT people. I've communicated with too many trans yeah. people to sit here and not say. That shit exists. It does. For people. And I don't mind. I don't have no problem calling you whatever it is that you identify with. I guess, again, my purpose in bringing this up was that you kind of have to be aware that people are going to make mistakes just because we the world hasn't caught up. The world may never completely catch up. And no matter what the thing is, your experience is experienced by you 
Okay. Even as a therapist, we don't experience what our clients experience. We try to understand it to the best of our ability and, and, and be empathetic. But you go through an experience in a way that is completely different. And so somebody on the outside looking in is not going to understand the depths of that experience. Um, if somebody's attempting and trying, if you correct them and they apologize and they say, hey, then no, and, and begin to call you what you requested, that should be good. But like the behavior exhibited in this fucking video, and I have it saved so I can post it on the Facebook page so that y'all can see what it is that we're talking about. It was just ridiculous, over the top. And honestly, if this had been a black trans person, they probably would have got arrested. <laughs> I think that you, I think that what's reasonable as a trans person is that if the first time you interact with somebody, if they misgender you, that is an opportunity for you to communicate to them what your desire is. Mm -hmm. If they continue to misgender you, then it may be malicious. And therefore, however you respond is how you respond. Yeah. But you have to give them that opportunity. But I, yeah. Initially. But I do think that it being an accident or slip of the tongue or whatever, I I don't think that should be warranted with a, a, an outlandish response that that trans woman gave in this situation. Craziness. Pure craziness. But I think we did okay. I think we got through that without. <laughs> Guess we'll find out. <laughs> I'm working, somebody on, comments, I'm working on myself. Um I I'm have so thoughts, offensive thoughts. Dead ass serious though about the having a conversation with a stud. I really want to do that so that I can get a better understanding because I really have no concept, honestly, of it. Um and I just think it'd be an interesting conversation. So Yeah. Yeah. Sam's I get uh studs that I have questions about. So so I'm gonna go ahead and talk about uh, us, the new <laughs> Peel film. Let me say that when he brought this up, he did this. All he said was, "We gotta talk about us," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Completely confused because without the new Peel film, <laughs> it just sounds like something random. I didn't know what was going on. Us. But I did see the preview for it. It looks So what's your first impression of it? Um I don't understand what the doppelgangers are supposed to represent. I don't think that I had enough information in the previews to make a determination of what their doppelgangers are supposed to be. Okay, let me I'm gonna give my little assessment real quick. Okay. So when it first started off, they in the car, mm-hmm. and the Mbaku, <laughs> for lack of a better word, <laughs> and uh, what's the new Pete? Uh, what was her name in the uh, Black Panther? Oh, the girlfriend. I can't remember her name. Begin though. with an N. I think. Nokia. 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 Damn, I was gonna say Nokia, like she was a phone or something. But uh, so they start off like talking proper, mm-hmm. you know. So I like a part of me is like, okay, this is finna play into like black cultural shit. Code switching, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not even code switching because they ain't doing it in front of nobody. I feel like this is not code switching, but more so when black people like embrace that uh-huh. that uh, stereotypical whiteness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when 
she tried to get him to snap. She kind of snapped off beat at first. Then she catched the beat. And that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, so that's one part. Um, then you have the part when they show up in the house and he's like, it's us. Mm-hmm. But they all like, they like misfigured. They're disfigured and they are, they're, it's like zombie versions of them. Or like, they're a lot more scary versions of them. Yeah, they look like them. They look enough like them that you know it's supposed to be them, but it it's a very disturbing version. Listen, if you haven't seen that Us trailer, go see it. Go watch it now mm-hmm. before you continue. Just go watch it on your phone before you continue. So this will make sense. Yeah, so this will make some <laughs> sense to you. It's two minutes. Just go watch that. Um, They had a lot of rabbits in it. Yes. The girl had on a shirt with a rabbit on it. Mm-hmm. They showed this little room with rabbits running by it. Uh, they clearly showed the white people get killed. It showed a lot of dead people on the beach in one of the scenes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. See, again, it's not enough information because that could have been, you know how scary movies, how like the people will see, they'll think they see something. And then when you look back again, everybody on the beach is fine. I don't know if it's going to be like, you know what I'm saying? It like, had it had Rorschach ink blots in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I imagine what that is is like it ain't the same on each side. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, it's the same, but you know, up yeah. for interpretation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? What else was in that trailer? Jordan. They didn't see. I mean, I'm trying to figure out at what point they become threatening when they not because it's some points it showed them like sitting in front of each other and talking to each other at a but- certain point. From their arrival to the house, it seemed threat. You know, they were oh, definitely. Scared. definitely. But I guess, like again, like I don't know how many scary movies you watch, but in movies sometimes the the whatever the, you know whatever you're afraid of will appear so quickly that you don't really have time to like because they're just kind of staring at each other. They're not having like full on conversations. I don't think did any not of them- full conversations. Uh- Lupita's character was like like giggling or laughing mm-hmm. or something at her. And I know the boy's character was sitting in front of him with his mask off and his like whole bottom of his face was misfigured. Uh-huh. The girl's face looked all weird. Um but but anyway. So that, I think they were always threatened by them, but I think it may be parts in the movie where they might like appear before you got time to really you know, you'll run if you see them from afar, but if they just show up in your fucking face, it's kind of like, wait a minute. Come <laughs> on. Oh, and that Looney's got five on it. The remix. Yeah, that man. shit. They, yeah. damn. It make you want, it make you want to get whoever did that to go back and find a whole bunch of old classics <laughs> to make in the horror, creepy, twisted, like. But the thing is, I hate horror movies. Yeah. I'm watching this exclusively for the culture. I do not want to see this movie. This is a lot more actual, like, well, I guess, um, what's the other movie? Get Out. Get Out was more thriller than horror. It was just kind of, well, there was jump parts, yeah. but it wasn't, it see, was, this is more unrealistic. Horror is more unrealistic. And so this, them having these doppelgangers that are, do- doppelgangers that are disfigured is more horror to me than Get Out was. And Get Out was more like, thriller. It looks like a gruesome horror. Yeah. Because it looks like it's going to be some slicing up and cutting up. Just walking around with the scissors. Yeah. The name of the people are called the Tethered. Oh. That's what they're called. 
So something that's tethered to you is connected to you. Mm. So maybe these represent pieces of themselves that they don't want to acknowledge. Well, there's a whole bunch of fan theory because clearly Get Out spoke on so many different social levels in so many different ways. And I feel like this one is going to, too. So them being tethered, I feel like there's going to be something to that. I mean, Get Out spoke to discomfort with interracial relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, The awareness that a black person has of their blackness in a white relationship. Uh, The level of awkward comfort that a white parents try to make a black person have um him maintaining his blackness mm-hmm. within that whole dynamic because he was black as hell the whole time he was you know he was black that like that's i like that about about get out mm-hmm. um but about how once the white folk got a hold to everybody how their blackness was gone mm-hmm. they had no blackness nope but they also didn't have whiteness they was just weird as shit yeah you know what I'm saying? Like they mm-hmm. were just, they were just like shells, and, and you could see that they were shells. So it's man, it spoke to so. I mean, it's just a few. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it spoke to the stereotypical advantages that white people feel that black, black people, people have. have, like him being able to run really fast. But that, but and they artistry. were only physical, yeah, and aesthetic. They, mm-hmm. None of the none of it was about what actually make white people so called superior in our society. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it spoke to a lot of different social shit. Um, Jordan Peele finna make a kill, and it hit a twist at the end where I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say. It. I don't want to do a spoiler if somebody hasn't seen it. If you ain't seen Get Out, go see Get Out. Who the fuck hasn't seen Get I, Out by but now? At the end, at the end, <laughs> what we kind of what we expected might happen didn't necessarily happen. No, I even was though there's an alternative surprised. ending that that what you think would happen happens, happen. but you know. I was very surprised the first time I watched that movie. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it had a good ending. It did. You know, so whatever. Uh, that but, shit reminded me of, uh, have you ever seen, uh, what is, it? not Girl on a Train. Strangers on a Train? No, um, it has nothing to do with the train. I don't know why that came to my mind. The one where the wife pretends that she, that her husband killed her. She's crazy as fuck. Oh, Gone Girl. It reminded me of Gone Girl, <laughs> just because the level of deceit <laughs> reminded me of Gone. Because the first time I watched Gone Girl, I was like, "This bitch is crazy as fuck." <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> That's her character is what we call in the industry a diabolical genius. <sighs> she played that shit like a fiddle, and even when shit fell apart. She had a backup plan. She played that white girl shit because she killed, um, uh, Sean. No, what is Patrick Harris? What mm-hmm. is his name? She killed his ass. Said he had kidnapped her. Played the white girl. Oh my god, poor white girl. And like everything was fine. Listen, she go got watch away. Gone Girl. If you haven't seen Gone <laughs> Girl, nigga. watch that shit. That I don't great. care how fucked up Ben Affleck has made your movie watching career. Oh yeah, yeah. You ain't watch watching it. it. Well, you know what? No, you he like was good it. in that. He was good in it. But if you don't like him, you gonna love the movie for what happens to him in the movie. So either way, it's a win-win. Go watch Gone Girl because it was some fucked up shit. But like the level of planning and stuff reminded me of Gone Girl. The twist at the end of um, Get Out. Get Out. I was like, God damn. So dedicated because of that level of of how deeply Peel spoke to social dynamics in that movie, 
there's a ton of fan theories about, about this. And man, us. they interesting as shit. I wish my brain was half as interesting as black Twitter. Look, black out Twitter here. be getting it. I just want to be on it. I don't interpret stuff very well. That's why, like, when we're doing poetry, my poetry is pretty well straightforward. <laughs> I'm not really that great with, like, deep metaphors that dive into levels and levels. So I would yeah. not think of a lot of this shit. But it's interesting. So we're going to go down. This is nine of them. Um, the first one is, it's a metaphor for the ways black people hide their true selves to fit into society. Uh, this is the tweet. The doppelgangers are the physical manifestation of having to suppress their real selves in the workplace, school, etc. Suppressing anger over all of the microaggressions in day-to-day life uh, took in the form of their clones. Only reason I don't like that one is because I don't like that they're... I get that it's the anger maybe that's making them disfigured, but I don't like that our true selves are equated to like fucking zombie monsters. <laughs> Like, that's not who we are. I mean, who we are behind closed doors or who we are when we're not having to, like, code switch isn't, I don't know. I think uh, for this theory. I get what they're trying to say. I do, too. But for this theory, I think the gap between what they are and what they faced is too big. Way too big. It's too big. It's like, I feel like. The what I try to suppress, I feel like me and that that person can sit at a conference table, have coffee together, and it not be like you know, what I'm saying, and meet middle ground. Yeah. I really don't think that he would come in this bitch and try to choke my ass <laughs> to death and stab me with some, some scissors. scissors. <laughs> I don't think that would be the case. So that's why this one don't really hit home for me with yeah. it. But you know what? And, a- and for and for for Peel, I think that's too simple. Yeah, I think that is oh, way yeah. too simple for for him. Um, this ain't this is going along with the same one. Observations from the Us movie trailer. Black dude bought a boat. Mom couldn't snap on rhythm to I Got Five on it. <laughs> Family on vacation with no black friends. Movie subline is your biggest enemy is yourself. Think about how to fit in the black family lost themselves. Okay. So that's the first one. So I can see where that comes from. I can from. see that one a little bit better than the first one. Um, This is another tweet to go along with this one. Uh, I've seen seven of the ten films, and from the looks of it, Us will delve back into the psychological field that Peel's home that's peels home but the additive of animals rabbits is going to be very interesting they haven't given us much in the plot synopsis of the trailer but i'm just going to throw a theory out and say that the tether the scary people are a specific expression of themselves they probably rather ignore the parts that they might suppress in order to survive as black um this is the most popular theory as well and i get where they're going with it but again it is too simple and the differences are too drastic for it to make sense Cause they didn't have to have these fucking kill a clown ass mother. You know what I'm saying? Well, like yeah. and killing. Ra- yeah, I don't know about that. It's just it's that doesn't ring true to me. It just doesn't. What was the representation of the rabbit in that movie? Uh, the movie where the dude had the rabbit. Oh. Oh, I what, I don't know that there was any. Cause there was no. It was I, no purpose of that creature being a rabbit. You know what movie I'm talking about. He had a rat. It was other people with him, though, right? Do you do you know the name of the movie? I don't. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though, but I, I don't know the name of it because it was more than one. It was like a girl, and or maybe we're not talking about the same movie. No, um, it was just the guy with a rabbit head. Ooh, hold on. Let me see if I can. You're find not. It. If you're putting guy with a rabbit head, <laughs> no, you're not gonna find it. Um. Ooh. And it's on the tip of my tongue. Donnie Darko. Oh, that rabbit. 
was there any because I don't know the symbolism of rabbits. Was there any symbolism of like was that rap was that being a it rabbit being a rabbit? I don't know that a representation that had, of anything. I think it was just something his psyche. Okay, well either way. Um, well, number two. I don't know because okay, so I know you don't play The Sims. I don't. But on The Sims Two, so you have a social, you have a social meter, and so you have to have you know so many interactions to keep that from going down. If you if it goes down too far where you haven't socialized with people, a rabbit shows up, like a human sized rabbit. That's like your friend until you get your shit together. <laughs> so I don't know. Ra- I mean, rabbit. A rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That sounds weird. It is very weird. I try not to let my people get in the deficit of social because the bunny was creepy. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> but he shows up and he's like your pal until you get back to where you should be with your levels of social interaction. That's weird. Okay. Second theory. The tethered are actually the protagonists of the movie. Okay, here's my theory. The ones in the red clothes and scissors are the originals. The ones in the regular clothes are clones. Oh. Um, the next tweet says, we're going to find out in us that the family trying to kill the main character, the actual heroes, and the people we're watching are the villains. I could see that. I could see that it, they're slowly deteriorating because they're being whitewashed. <laughs> and so who they really are are kind of decaying and turning and like yeah i can see that that one makes more sense to me yeah I it, can see it does but it'll be really i it just be really interesting to see what the explanation would be of mm-hmm. how they got to the point they are and why they've become so volatile if that's the case and and why if those people were the clones why would they come back seemingly unknowing that because she went back to her childhood home mm-hmm. like why would she come back to this place if that was like if you clone like if if I cloned a version of you, mm-hmm. why would I bring that person to your house? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why would I? And if I didn't want you to know, why would I bring them to your house or yeah. bring them to the same town you even live in? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. that's what my my thing is with that one. But okay, number three, Adelaide's, which I don't really exactly know how to say it, but that's her name. Okay, uh, Lupita's name in it. That's a uh, white ass name. It might be. I wonder what everybody's name is. We got to see everybody's huh. name. They That's might be white. some white-ass names. Adelaide is a white Adelaide's name. doppelganger wants to steal her life. Here's my guess for us in movie plot. Mom's estranged twin sister experimented with cloning to try to replicate still what she sees as her twin's perfect life. Clones are tethered to originals via a twin connection type effect. This is way too much of a stretch for that trailer. One, because the only... The only twin, true twin in that situation would be the mom and her. Like the other pe- the rest of the family are not twins. Okay, so this is where this theory comes from. One of the major themes present in the Us trailer is the implication of scientific experimentation and cloning. After all, the creepy wall of rabbits seems to imply something nefarious is going on, which it seems to be like in a lab of some sort mm-hmm. or some kind of holding facility. Um... And one theater positive about author Alexandra Aaron is that the clones were created by Nyong'o's character's twins who created a family like her sisters in order to steal her life. After all, the tethered version of her doesn't look exactly like the real her, which could imply that she's not a doppelganger but her own person. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But from the trailer, 
from the trailer, I mean, is a lot of subjective notions to be taken from it. So, rabbits are associated with fertility, sentiment, desire, and procreation. Like, you know, rabbits, rabbit populations get out of hand without natural predators because they have so many babies. And and that's why people say, like, fucking like rabbits or, or um, having babies like rabbits because they are associated with fertility and procreation. Well, I mean, to me, that puts more credence on that third one because if you're talking about somebody creating creating new versions of those people, mm-hmm. that could be it. Or what if it's kind of like, so like the family in Get Out, they they originally did this for themselves, but then they start having auctions and shit to do this for other white folks. What if the this is like a trial run for like a company that plans to do this and they decided to create more socially acceptable black people by cloning them out and like fucking with you know (laughs) possible but we have nothing in the trailer that implicates anything bigger than just this family yeah but if we're gonna talk about cloning and science there has to be something bigger than just the family involved if even if it's like a sister cloning debate somebody is gonna have to have and the capability to do that is gonna require well i think if cloning is gonna be a part of it it's gonna have to be at the movie at some point is gonna also have to show us a whole bunch of failed experiments like this won't come be the perfect ones, but it could. This explain, could be a failed one. But that's what I'm saying. Flaws. This is like the um try. What if this is the trial run? What if they're trying to? This is them figuring out what they need to do and not do. What if they haven't done it before? And maybe that's why. I don't know. This cr- crazy ass family. The next one is the tethered or the result of scientific exper- experimentation. Uh, um. Okay. Across this, the tweet across from a chalkboard. Of those same clone hand-holding repeated human figures which sits on a wall with a bunch of handprints. Seems like doppelganger mom wants to cut away the system of clones repeats. So you know how you have those pieces of paper? When you cut them out. you cut them out and you spread them out? Yeah, and they're well, connected. there was one scene in it where he spread one out and cut it down the middle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means. I would, That could mean cloning too, but scientific experimentation is general and cloning would fit under the umbrella of that anyway. Yeah. Um. But they go on to say, we are our own worst enemy. Masks, bunnies, find yourself. I'm wondering if the Us movie doppelgangers are trying to escape being bound to their real world counterparts so they can live their own lives. The mask represents a facade, maybe yearning to be free. Because the kid had on, what was that mask? He had I don't on. Know. I can't tell what the mask was. He had some weird ass mask on. But it's odd that he had on the mask himself. Because the little boy scene. This was in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, the boy, he had on his own mask. In the beginning. Yeah. Like when they were on the beach when he got lost. Yeah. He got lost. What if while he was missing, because they couldn't find him, something happened while he was missing and he comes back. Because when he went to the beach, he did see a big figure that's mm-hmm. presumably M'Baku's character. Mm-hmm. Um, there. I don't know, but but that won't explain why the other character's face was misfigured. Like what what would they have done with him? It couldn't have been a switcheroo. From oh, the looks no. of all the characters, it clearly can't be switcheroo. No, I don't think that. But what if like I don't know, I don't know. 
I feel like him disappearing for that time is gonna have some is gonna play later on into the movie because the trade the first trade I saw started off with him being lost and the mom being really upset once they found him. Uh-huh. And so I feel like wherever he was during that time is we gonna get revisit that later yeah. on in that movie. Um, one of the most terrifying shots in the Us trailer features a close up on a single rabbit before the camera zooms out and we see an entire wall full of bunnies in cages, which hints at creepy scientific experiment. Um, which, understandably, when you see movies and you see a whole bunch of rats or a whole bunch of rabbits, you know that they've been testing on each of these one by one to try to get to some kind of result. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what leads to this theory as to what may be going on in that, in that particular situation. Yeah. Uh, number five. The Wilsons had another child who died before the movie takes place. Um, okay, so I need a full version of the spooky I Got Five on a remix featured in the Us movie trailer. <laughs> and my Us movie theory is that there's a fifth family member who died that will be the most elusive, hardest to kill until the mother confronts the loss. Hence, I Got Five on it. Um, in the trailer, there's a little girl with pigtails who is heavily featured but isn't introduced as a member of the Wilson family. So naturally, that plus the notable song choice of I Got Five on it led this user to think that the little girl is another one of uh, Adelaide and Gabe's children who probably died before the events of the movie take place. But naturally, that's not the only theory tied to the little girl's present that has Twitter debating. What is... I got five on it. It's like five dollars toward like a dime bag, and it uh, like so. drugs. Is that what the song is about? Contrary to what he says, and it's not about drugs. He said it's not about drugs. Who no, said it? The the daddy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It is about drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. So I don't know if the five is that. I gotta watch it again because I I'm, I didn't know. I just assumed that the girl with the pigtails was the other was the teenage girl. Yeah. So I gotta watch it again. So six, uh, Adelaide accidentally killed her daughter, and the movie is about trauma. Uh, this user says, so I'm calling the movie now. Lapita used to drive reckless and got into a fiery car accident, killed little girl. What that was the twin of the little boy. That's why she isn't driving in the trailer. Also, why her doppelganger has scorched eyebrows and explains Burnt Boy, Us Movie. I keep seeing a lot of theories of Us Movie. This is another one. Us Movie being about suppressing your blackness, but Peel has said multiple times this movie isn't about race, and with all the references to the mind and the vague synopsis given, it's more so about confronting past traumas. At one point in the trailer, Jason, the Wilson's youngest child, pulls up his mask, which prompts his doppelganger to lift his own mask. But unlike Jason, the double has a horribly scarred face, which looks like the result of a terrible burn. That combined with the fiery car crash that Adelaide sees at one point implies that there is some kind of terrible fire that is haunting the Wilsons. So it, so this theory is combining the present with past events that happen but visual representations of the past. That Only happened. problem, and I mean, I'm this is probably looking at this way too deeply, but I'm because I'm a therapist. The whole family would not experience the loss the same way. Like the whole family would not be having the same. It wouldn't be the exact same. It yeah. wouldn't be them all having a doppelganger. Doppel anger and dealing with it because loss don't work that way and i just don't think that he would that's a that's a little too straightforward for me too if he's really trying to delve into this 
Mm-hmm. I do think that's way too straightforward for Peel, considering what I think he did with Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is number seven. The tethered are the personification of the Wilson's dark side. I got five on it is a song about going half on something to get a whole something. So maybe the evil family is like the embodiment of the worst aspects of the good family being materialized or some shit like that. The weed be letting you know evil lurks. <laughs> this is a theory from him plays off the song in the film's trailer, Looney's classic. I got five on it. And while it might seem a little odd, Peel's habit of using music as foreshadowing in his films. See, get out opening with Redbone. Stay woke. Uh, damn. Stay woke. Like literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus the tagline, we're our own worst enemy seems to hint that the Wilsons will be fighting against themselves or their evil twins. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, the doppelgamers, I don't know why I keep saying gamer, gangers are some kind of representation as far as each of these family members is concerned. But I just don't know that it's, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be some kind of fucking twist. <laughs> it's definitely going to be a twist. I think everybody on here thinking pretty straightforward. Yeah. But I do think, I see the validity in everything they say yeah, based on the, the trailer. Eight, got two more left. The tethered are people who escaped from the sunken place. Uh, my crazy theory, the user, is a somewhat sequel to Get Out. The black family we're introduced to is actually an all-white family inside their new host bodies, which means people attacking the house is the original family that escaped from the sunken place. He already, If he said that it doesn't have anything to do with race, yeah, then it can't that, be this, true. It rules this one out. Sure, the share, this shared universe theory from this user seems suspect. After all, the ending of Get Out didn't easily lend itself to a sequel but considering Peel's ability to shock and surprise audiences at every turn is not totally out of the question I don't know about that one didn't all the white people get killed and get out except the people who didn't buy nothing oh yeah so I mean it's it's a whole bunch of people that know about this process that could do something to to make it happen the fact that it's not about race means that can't be it it's a never ending cycle of death the Us trailer showed pretty much a whole lot of stuff, but somehow I just end up more confused than ever, not to mention scared shitless. Us movie theory. What if it's an endless cycle of the black family being haunted by their real selves because the family is the doppelganger, and after all, in the end, the family goes crazy and hunt the newcomers for replacing them? By far the darkest and most twisted theory, this suggestion posits that the entire Us movie is about an endless cycle of death, haunting and reincarnation. And based on how Adelaide and the Wilson seem to go insane while attempting to fight off the tether, it's not totally out of the question for the family to end up taking the place of their evil doppelgangers destined to haunt the next family that comes their way. But then what happens to the doppelgangers? I have no idea. Like, I don't... That's, that is weird. Like, no. why would you... What would drive... I don't I don't buy to drive you crazy. No. Wouldn't none drive me crazy enough to do the shit that somebody just did to me. It'll just make me get the fuck on and go to counseling. <laughs> But that's it, man. But like, ah, man, I'm. I want to see that movie, but I don't, because you know I don't fuck with horror. Uh, I, I not fuck with horror. Don't shit. a lot, but it'll be an interesting. But anyway, movie. It will be. Uh, so because we're, uh, you know, the end of the Christmas New Year season, that I give you a little bit of sunshine. Walmart Santa in Georgia 
was arrested after authorities found the bodies of two of his kids buried in his backyard. So I guess Santa was naughty this year. I wonder what made them go to his house. Uh, let's see. Authorities said they found the remains. So this, did they have the guy's name? Authorities say they found the remains of 14-year-old Elwin Crocker Jr., who vanished two years ago, and his 14-year-old sister Mary, who was last seen in October, on the property of Elwin, Elwin Crocker Sr. in the small farming town of Guy, Guy Is it Guyton? Guyton? Gotta Ooh. be Guyton, right? Guyton. I guess. I don't know. Deputies searched the home on a tip. And were led to the graves by the suspect, who recently worked as a Santa in a Walmart in Rike, Rinkin, Rikin. I don't know. The Georgia people probably know the correct way. Authorities arrested and charged four people in the deaths of the children, including, (coughs) still have to cough, including um, 50-year-old Crocker Sr., his wife, and the kid's stepmother, 33-year-old Candace Crocker. Candace's 50-year-old mother, Kim Wright, and Wright's 55-year-old boyfriend, Anthony Prater. All these goddamn grown people was in this house. (laughs) Oh, my God. They are facing charges of concealing and death and child cruelty. What? Or maybe they don't all live there. Maybe they knew about it and didn't say anything. How did it become suspicious? Your son disappeared and now your daughter gone? Two years ago, though. Two years ago, though. What are the odds of having two kids disappear within the same family? And these are not little kids. They, he was 14. Maybe something they got something against 14 year olds. The son was 14 when he disappeared. And then the girl was 14 when she disappeared. I don't know, man. Which means she was 12 when he disappeared. So she turned 14. That was it. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> How the fuck you kill your kid? And then, I, I listen. Somebody knew this for the whole two years. Yeah, that's why all the other people, like, I'm people sure, got this. arrested. Yeah. Well, you know, if you seen Bad Santa, you know, <laughs> Bad Santa was a movie where he was just Santa was, Claus so yeah. that they can break in the mall and steal shit. Yeah. Basically. So ain't no telling... Like he wasn't jolly old Saint Nick. Oh, no. Okay. He definitely wasn't, but that's just such a <laughs> big difference between like playing jolly old Saint Nick and burying kids in the backyard. Like What you expect psychopaths to do in their spare time? I just listen, have you do you remember the Telltale Heart Mm-mm. from Edgar Allan Poe? He killed somebody and he had them buried under his home. And his floorboard, he kept thinking that the heart was beating under the floor. And the police came and he basically snitched himself out because he was so, he just, I feel like that's what, if I kill somebody, I don't want you near where I sleep, your body. I know it's just the body, but I'm going to bear, and, and I don't want to be connected to the shit. So if I'm going to bury you somewhere, it's definitely not going to be in my fucking backyard. It's too much. I'm going to take you off. I might take you out of the state, to be honest. <laughs> like, I need you to be as far away from them being able to connect this shit to me as possible. Definitely not my goddamn backyard. Because all it takes is one person snitching out, snitching you out, which is what happened, <laughs> for the police to show up and start digging up your backyard. No. ID Channel 101. 
garden. Don't put them in your backyard. Yeah, that you know. Stupid. That's what happens when you make the kind of decisions you make in life. You're a mall Santa. <laughs> You're not smart. You didn't fulfill your dreams. And he looks crazy. Yeah. He looks insane. He don't even look like a Santa Claus. He look like an elf. <laughs> the ears, he does. Like the Keebler elves. Not like a Santa elf. He looks like a Keebler elf. He don't even got a jolly looking forehead. No. He got them worry lines. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> okay, let's go down a list of living while black. Uh, here are all the routine activities <laughs> for which police were called on African Americans this year. Uh, most recently, the police called uh, were called on an African American man in the Portland Hotel. Um, but let's just go down this list. Operating a lemonade store. Golfing too slowly. Waiting for a friend at Starbucks. Barbecuing at a park. Working out at a gym. Campaigning door to door. Damn, I know all of these. Mm -hmm. Moving into an apartment. Mm -hmm. Mowing the wrong lawn. Shopping for prom clothes. I didn't know that one. Mm -mm. Napping in a university common room. Asking for directions. Not waving when leaving an Airbnb. <laughs> redeeming a coupon. <laughs> selling bottled water on a sidewalk. Eating lunch on a college campus. Riding in a car with a white grandmother, babysitting two white children, wearing a backpack that brushed against a woman, <laughs> working as a home inspector, working as a firefighter, helping a homeless man, delivering newspapers, swimming in a pool, shopping while pregnant, driving while leaves on a car, and trying to cash a paycheck. <laughs> and I knew I knew about eighty percent of those. Yeah. I mean, god dang. That's a lot. Can't do shit while being black in this country. Damn. Not nothing. My continuing dialogue has been we have to be hyper vigilant and aware of our surroundings, where we are at all times, in order to not have problems brought upon ourselves for other people's bullshit. True. That's all I have for that list. So this video of Scissor has surface it's, a, it's obviously an old video where she was talking about relationships and she was talking about how entitled women can feel and her example for this was talking about how if you are dating someone and y'all talk or text every single day and then for like 48 hours you don't hear from him you know she was like i can get upset i could be mad or i could think about the fact that he has a job and he's treated me well and blah 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 and how you you know i shouldn't feel entitled um to him responding in a certain amount of time fuck you say scissor let me tell you something this is not about me being like how dare you not text me i'm red no this is about a change in behavior okay if we are texting or talking on the phone every goddamn day and without notice you disappear for 48 hours i am going to have a problem with that not because i feel entitled as a woman to your attentions because i feel entitled to your fucking respect as somebody that you are interested in it takes five seconds to text somebody and say having a bad day talk to you later no excuse don't give a fuck. Not okay. And I hate when I hear women make excuses for niggas' fuck behavior. Like, don't do that. 
Don't tell me I'm wrong if I get upset because I ain't heard from this nigga in two days. And he ain't say nothing about he was finna be real busy at work. He ain't said nothing about he was finna have to go out of town. He ain't said nothing about shit for me to feel like there is some kind of a valid ass reason for me not having heard from him in 48 hours. I'm gonna have an attitude. And I don't feel like I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm. This is gonna be one of those situations where my big devil is going to be like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> Don't even answer when he do call you back because he playing games. <laughs> and my little devil is going to be like, fuck it. I'm over it. Just don't worry about it. That's what happens. I'm going to be over it. By the time you contact me again, I ain't going to no longer be interested. <laughs> that is ridiculous. It's not about being entitled. It is about a change in behavior. You have to notice patterns of behavior or changes in those patterns. There is no reason why somebody should completely go ghost on you for two whole days without saying shit when y'all were talking every day. And there was nothing in those conversations that would lead or lend to him being unable to communicate for two full days. For all I know, you with another bitch or your wife. I don't know. What you doing? Have you heard Susan's album? <laughs> I have. I like Sizzle. Do you uh, know how dysfunctional her album is it as far is. as relationship it goes? Is. You know her song Drew Barrymore? Yes. It the song is supposed to be a representation of all of the shit that Drew Barrymore has gone through in her life. <laughs> because she's had some notably fucked up ass family mm-hmm. and relationship experiences. Drew Barrymore started drinking when she her family started her drinking when she was like eleven. Yeah, like <laughs> She's had a lot of fucked up shit. And then mm-hmm. she got a song where she is perfectly fine with having a relationship on the weekend with a dude and you can have Monday through Friday. Like, it's not, she ain't the authority on <laughs> this shit, number She's one. Not. Number two, for those of you who don't know, I don't think we done talked about this on the show, but this represents a genre of women called pick me's. Yes. Uh, have we talked about that on the show? We before? have talked about pick me's because we talked about the those guy groups with the long acronym that was making all these oh, videos. Uh, That's how we talked about. Mm, I can't remember the acronym. Mock toes, Mick yeah. toes, and uh, true force loneliness. Yes, because of them, we had to talk about pick me's. So this is just another pick me dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those dialogue where the woman so deeply caters to whatever a man might be experiencing. That's going give him the true benefit of the doubt that make a man say, that's the kind of woman y'all need to be like. Shit. That's the kind of woman I need to be with. Mm. See, why don't y'all think more like that woman? Because I ain't That stupid. woman, the bop, the bop, that woman, the beep, the beep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind stupid. of the situation. She's stupid and I'm not. Next question. But like subsequently, <laughs> her album being a reflection of her life shit, this is what you get from it. <laughs> you get a whole album full of I done fucked up all my relationships. <laughs> I have no idea where to move on from here. And love is fucked up. <laughs> because of making decisions like that. Like, But, you know, at the end of the day, she just might be a... When it comes to love, a lot of people get naive as fuck. Look, you done had your periods have, of time and she's young. Look, look. I she had is young. Stupid ass. I had a whole couple years worth of stupidity. But... I guess all I would encourage people to do 
Cause like I'm not I'm not even a big talker on the phone. Okay? I'm not. <laughs> but if I'm interested in you, I either am going to inconvenience myself and do something that I probably would not want to normally do, which is have a conversation with you on the phone. Or I'm gonna have the courtesy to at least text you and be like, it was a shitty ass day. And so I'm finna sit up here with this glass of wine and watch Netflix and I'm gonna talk to you tomorrow. Like, it's not going to be where I just go radio silent and then pop up two days later and be like, hey, hey, what's up? What, what's up? This middle finger, fuck out my face. <laughs> fuck you. Listen. That's what's up. What Red was alluding to earlier or was explaining earlier is that the change in pattern is the most important part of the situation. The way that you get them is the way you got to keep them. Mm -hmm. And if you get them... By sending a good morning, beautiful text every morning, Ugh. the day you stop sending that shit, it's a change in pattern that represents something different. Yep. If I cook every day for the person that I'm with, and day 333, I decide to stop cooking, something is wrong. Yes. That That's how it's going to be perceived. The way you get them is the way you got to keep them. If two days go between you and your mate talking, it's something wrong. Yep. Either it's something wrong internally with them and their desire to communicate with you, or they've been kidnapped <laughs> and they can't communicate with you. So you need to take it serious as if they've been kidnapped if they just don't communicate with you for a day or two. Oh, Jesus. I was not expecting you to say that. I mean, that, I mean, that's. Your man or woman should know social dynamics well enough to know that a reply is expected mm -hmm. from text messages. But I think everybody in that normal range of the bell curve understand that sometimes <laughs> you might miss a text message. Sometimes you might be busy. Sometimes you might forget you had one. But ain't no excuse for two days mm -mm. to go by without hearing from somebody that you consider your person. Because a whole lifetime gonna go by without you hearing from me after that. I ain't got time for that shit. If I'm Again, inconveniencing myself and doing things that I don't want to do and, and, and having these goddamn conversations, you are not then going to just decide one day you don't want to do the shit no more. Mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> not how that works. Changes in behavior, patterns, patterns, people, in relationships. People are always like, I didn't see it coming. I had no idea. Any change in behavior that is drastic enough for you to notice it and be like, hmm, that doesn't seem right. It's something that needs to be investigated. And by investigate, I don't mean start going through niggas' phones. I mean have a conversation about it. You have to pay attention to patterns of behavior. We get into patterns. Regardless of whether it's in a relationship, in our lives, you have patterns. And normally for you to... um go off of your pattern something has to occur i have a set routine in the morning now sometimes some shit will happen where that fucks my routine up okay but it wasn't for no reason it's because some shit happened knocked me off my routine same thing so just pay attention to patterns don't ignore it and don't be listening to bitches that tell you you should be all right with a nigga disappearing for two days or over your girl disappearing for two Nobody should disappear for two days and you're not here for them. And then they come back like everything is Gucci. That's the worst thing that you can do with me. Pretend like ain't nothing wrong when both of us know very fucking well that something is wrong. That's the worst. That will get me 
very upset. I can't stand that. You gonna acknowledge what you did in my anger. We gonna have a conversation about this shit. So you can call me all jolly and shit if you want to. We, I'm gonna bring that down real fast. SZA in the song Supermodel says, I can be a supermodel if you believe. <laughs> if you see it in me. If you see it in me. If you see it in me, I can't see myself. Like, just that whole album, the <laughs> amount of faith that she put in a man valuing her Ooh, is just the epitome of that dialogue. Ah, it's terrible. Don't. <laughs> Don't do that. Value yourself before you find somebody else to be with. Yeah. Otherwise, your values are going to be distorted as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to mention this real quick. The uh, referee who forced... The young wrestler to cut the dreadlocks off before the match has been suspended. Good. From the region. Good. Um, Bitch ass. What it turns out happened is that this particular ref missed the weigh-in. The weigh-in is when they usually determine when hair is too long or too short. Mm -hmm. And whether whatever they have on their head to cover their hair is appropriate or not. Mm -hmm. um, that's the reason that he was able to wrestle early in the tournament, but when he got to that match, he couldn't. But inadvertently, doesn't that challenge your other referees and the whole weigh-in process? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you go to them and say, hey, did y'all deem his hair appropriate? And that's why, you know, like I said, it's white America trying to figure out if this is race-related. Without him pulling the clan hood out, putting it on, and then telling him, you got to cut your dreads, boy. Without doing that, why, it's hard for white America to see that race may have been involved. Um, but the reality is, I just wonder who who else he's done this to and or how many white kids that had wraps on their head that were allowed to wrestle it the way that they had their shit. Um, but it don't surprise me because mm -hmm. white people been trying to dictate how black people wear and live and exist and all of that stuff for a long time. So it don't really surprise me that an old white man would want a young black boy to cut his house. Um, but my last thing is going to be about the Sperminator. This is one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. Listen, there is a man. I don't know if you ever seen She Hate Me, but it channels that movie. But it's a yeah. man. That has 26 kids. At least he had sex with him on She Hates Me. But go on. That's that's just, that's a magical movie. That wouldn't happen somebody <laughs> who wanted that. It wouldn't. That's just movie convenient. <laughs> His story ain't as interesting. He just go jack off in a Target bathroom into one of those uh, menstrual cups, and he takes it. They take it in the bathroom, and they put it in, and now he got kids. But he got 26 kids. Like, do you think it's a level of desperation that you people go through to do this? I'm not going to just slide past. I'm sliding past it because you want me to slide past it. See, you be wanting me to slide past some stuff, but then some stuff, when I slide past it, because I think I'm supposed to slide past it because I think you want me to slide past it, you sit here and say, well, you ain't finna slide past that. <laughs> so are we talking about booty fingers and menstrual cups or not? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> It's not the proceed or the at, is in a Target in the Starbucks. Have you ever been in a Target bathroom? It's disgusting. And so he's sitting Target in there. Target bathroom? No, it ain't. Yes, it Target is. bathroom is one of the finest. Is it? You want a nasty bathroom? Go to Walmart bathroom. <laughs> you want a nasty bathroom? Go to Fred's or Dollar General bathroom. Ooh, 
Never. Target never is the best of the bathrooms of retail. Trust me. <laughs> behind Publix. Let's see. Publix and Chick-fil-A. Publix, if, you, if you need to go to a bathroom, okay, and you really need to go and you got to go to a public place, Oh, Publix and Chick-fil-A are the epitome of where you need Yo, to go. Yeah, okay? Go to those places. And so is Chick-fil-A. Target is on that list. Okay. But behind those two. You were about to ask me if there's a level, level of desperation in these women to do this? Is this a level of desperation that pushes them to do this? Or is this just how deeply they desire to have somebody that supposedly... Because this man has some perceived level of intelligence he is a doctor he's also a man that would agree to go jack off in target bathrooms and pass sperm to women so how smart is he <laughs> like what i don't even think it might be creepy i don't even think that it's them wanting to know for sure where the sperm came from so i looked into artificial insemination because i am 34 i want to have a baby and this dating shit is i don't know so I don't, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how little red is going to get here, but I want there to be a little red. So I, I went and I looked at the cost of all of these things. It is expensive. <laughs> Artificial insemination is the cheapest, but it's expensive. Now, whenever I say that people are like, well, if you can't afford the, the procedure, then you can't afford the kid. Kiss my ass. It's people out here fucking every day making babies that they didn't plan for. So don't do me. Okay? We're not going to do that. We are not going to act like everybody that goes out here and have babies do this when they have this this nest egg set aside and they're, you know, able to purchase all this. So kiss my ass about that. Don't even want to hear that. But it's expensive. The, the, the rawness of this whole situation I seriously doubt he's he's charging people as much as you would it cost for you to do this in the uh, more traditional artificial insemination. He's doing it for free. Okay. The only thing they have to do is fly him to wherever he has to go to All get right. it. Well, the cost for the cost of a plane ticket, you could have a baby. <laughs> it's an, it's expensive. Then when you get into talking about freezing eggs and getting the eggs fertilized or have them put in it. You, we're looking upwards of ten thousand dollars. All right, it's expensive. So I don't even know that this dumb wanted caring about him being smart and having the tri the attributes and characteristics that they want their kid to have as much as it is they're really desperate. <laughs> well, he's notorious. Like he's notorious for this at this point. Mm -hmm. Like he's a whole lot of people who don't have other options talk. People talk. <laughs> but I'm saying. Why does it have to be they have no other options? So this is what they're going with. I mean, why would it not be? This is a, this ain't somebody the first option somebody would choose. What I'm saying, I figure the last option would be somebody in your city that somebody just know. Like this dude, one has done this. Mm -hmm. Two, they can communicate with all the ladies that have had kids by him and, mm -hmm. and can get an understanding of what. Those kids, like, this, this is research going into choosing this guy. But that's the thing. It may be that. It may make them feel better about it. By, it's like, this is somebody that has done this. I know, you know, he's done this successfully. The women have had kids. The kids have been healthy. You know, he's able to provide me with his results, and he doesn't have any diseases. Or I mean, it may just be, because, again, 
artificial insemination you know in theory because they have had some fuck-ups but you're supposed to be provided with all of these details about the sperm that you were using having somebody that knows somebody <laughs> you don't so really you're know saying that it's never appropriate to circumvent the system that they have built in already for this process you should never go find somebody that you know trust no, or done research no, on your own because if i i would absolutely like find somebody on my own that was in agreement with us just having a kid i would do that no my issue with this is it's disgusting <laughs> to go have him go in the back okay first of all sperm only lives for so long outside of the body okay so this is literally him going jacking off running it out to them them going in and squirting it in them so this is disgusting so it's the process clearly the article's title is just the wrong selling point for you to be able to see this outside of how they do it because Even, this don't indicate that this is the only way it has been done they're clearly for the pizzazz of the article, they say this man fathered 26 kids in Target bathroom. But I also wouldn't want my kid to have that many DNA connections to a bunch of random fucking kids in the country. Like, I don't know my kid going to end up. I don't want him to end up with his fucking half-sister because of some shit. I don't know. That's weird to me. So I also wouldn't do it So that should be your argument against doing it anywhere. If that's the case, because you don't know how many sperm samples that any man has given to a sperm I don't know bank. if that's one of the things that you can find out. I don't know if there's a, oh, if it's possible for you, you may have to pay more to have, like, I don't know if they have, like, like, like top tier. You can just, this is the only biological, I don't, I don't know how, how it works. works. I don't know. I don't think that's how it works. But if that is how it works, then your argument would have to apply to that context as well. I mean, I looked into it. I don't know that I would ever actually do that. I would much prefer just find somebody that I know <laughs> and just have a kid with them as opposed to like, and it's so expensive. It, it's just, because here's the thing, what you have to, for people who are like, well, if you can't afford, fucking is free, okay? Having a child in traditional sense don't cost you anything. Not even the price of a condom because you're not using one for you to have a baby. What you are looking at is on the front end of having this child dropping $10,000, hoping that the procedure works, because you're not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed that any of the eggs are harvestable. You're not guaranteed that they're going to be able to successfully inseminate. Like, you're not, there are no fucking guarantees with this shit either. And so you dropping this money and then the price of having a baby, having a child, take care. So that is a, a cost that people who do it the normal way don't have to incur. So again, kiss my ass about, well, you don't need to, you can't afford the child if you can't afford the procedure. Bullshit. Um, it's just weird. The whole, even because even if there's some other way that he does it, because he's just having to do this like off on his own, there's no clinic, there's no sterile environment involved. <laughs> it's, it's just a meeting somewhere. It's gross. <laughs> it's, it no, no. I would feel better in a clinic and in a sterile environment where I felt like it was just more of a. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm, you, I'm sure you want birth in a sterile environment. But again, 
that was because I was okay. I was brought about in the traditional sense. I'm talking about if I was gonna have to. Said, there are some worse traditional ways to be bought into. This I ain't world. gonna do none of them either, though. <laughs> I mean, you act like I'm. I'm like not down for this, but I'm down for like having the baby behind the trash can at the seven. Like, no, I'm not gonna do those ways either. All of this shit is weird. Like, no. At this point in my life. I'm either going to have to go a, a non-traditional route in a clinic of some sort, or I'm going to meet a dude and we're going to have sex somewhere in our house and I'm going to get pregnant. But it ain't going to be no weird shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know that there are more, like, other ways, but I ain't gonna, I ain't with them either. Not with those ways either. That's just weird. That, that whole shit is weird. I would never do that. It is what it is. I guess. Uh, supposedly Cardi B is still going to divorce, um, Percocet. We'll see. Percocet. Offset, whatever. I can tell you said that by accident on purpose. No, I said it on purpose. Fuck him. But I don't know. drugs. (laughs) Um, again, like I said, I think it was on last week's show. Cardi can choose whatever she wants to choose because everybody has to make their own decision. I just don't think that she should be forced to do so because they have a child that being said i don't know that cardi is the kind of person that would actually walk away from a situation this bitch was engaged to a nigga in prison before okay so i don't know that her life decisions up to this point makes me feel like she's actually i'm gonna need to see the papers before i buy it that's when i believe they actually are broken up and and not together when she actually divorces him. Till then, meh, whatever. Not buying it. I'm not concerned. I like Cardi B though for some reason. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't care to listen to her music like that, but it's just something about it that don't make me hate her. <laughs> so. That's the only other thing I had. That's all I got. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.